Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama crossover cast. Yes, the witches have come to Riverdale. I mean, the witches have the, been the, there. The witch has come to Riverdale, and it, 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 it man, uh, the world built the magic, the, the stuff that is, ha- everything that is happening to these characters is only getting more and more, I would say, potentially less confusing. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I I feel like maybe I understand what they're going for, but I like it less. I just feel... And it feels like a lie. Yes. The the (laughs) show is a lie, and I no longer trust it because it doesn't remember its own thing because nothing makes sense, and also they forgot that Jughead is Charles's half-brother. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll just, like... I don't. I have no problem doing that before we go to. Well, we talked about it last. We, episode. we talked about it last episode. Remember the whole thing where we spent a long time explaining that this whole firstborn thing has a lot of confusion to it, mm-hmm. and it kind of hinged on this idea that Jughead's death was a fake out, and just because he ate that burger. <laughs> um, what did I tell you right now? No, he he did die with he, the whole. He is indeed dead thing that happened i don't know how to describe it other than that the thing that happened because the more we learn about that will also suck but not to retread what we ended last episode with (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) i i agree what what did we watch because charles is his older brother according to his dad yes and, and Hermosa is Veronica's older, older brother, sister, sister according, according to, to her dad. dad. But I'm almost at the point where that doesn't matter because, as we'll get into, this thing that Percival does feels like it actually wasn't the plague. It was just a, a, a spell he did. Yeah, and it has no rules. It has no rules. It ru- literally has no rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out pretty quickly into this episode. That nothing, that nothing makes sense. Nothing matters. It'll just there were there were moments while watching this episode that I had to sit back and I had to wonder: Are we being too hard on Riverdale? Are we expecting too much out of it? It literally contradicts itself in this episode. <laughs> this very episode contradicts itself. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Um, I guess we should also say this is the big episode. The, this is the true Sabrina crossover. Not like that little one we got in Rivervale. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, where she was like friends with... Cheryl. Cheryl. So like that history is different. She doesn't know Abigail. Nope, but now no. she is friends with Heather. Yes. Oh, the uh, my f- <laughs> the way that they have the, uh, the, the Netflix summary or the summary of the episode, oh. they describe her as Cheryl's special friend. <laughs> I mean, that's accurate. (laughs) Okay, sure. He's a special friend. I mean, they're not a couple. Well, yeah. Or are they? Do they live together in that house? I'm talking about Sabrina. They describe Sabrina. Sabrina is Cheryl's Cheryl's special special friend. friend. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she is a friend and she's special. All right, well, let's go and meet our special friends. Because this is Riverdale, season six, episode 19. The Witches of Riverdale. The Witches of Riverdale. So the episode starts, as an episode starts, with a Jughead voiceover. 
because yeah. he can voice over from death. Of course he can. He's. I, it makes more sense he can voice over from death. It does. Because the, the things he knows makes more sense if he was dead. Like, maybe that's when he learned all these things. No, yeah, that might anyway, be true. He reminds us who all is dead. Yeah, except for more people did die. We saw more people. Just the, we were reminded of the five who it matters are dead. Plus Dagwood. Plus Dagwood. Yeah, Dagwood actually comes in later. <laughs> we're reminded about Dagwood. The Dagwood also died. Um, and our, it, our characters are throwing a funeral for the people they care about who yeah, died. Yeah. It is revealed that this funeral is, in fact, a fake out. For Percival. So Percival believes that they actually are mourning. Yeah, sad. So what they did is they had a funeral in two days. And you know, I was, at the time, I was impressed by this because from my understanding, all of the firstborns in Riverdale died. Mm. And I was like, man, Riverdale is a town filled with only children. There's a lot of dead people. How did they manage to do a funeral? Only five people remain. Well, time to reveal some things. As Alice is on the news explaining and that there was a rumor, not rumors, there there was no, a... No, there, there are rumors that there was a battle. A gang fight between the serpents and the ghoulies. But the ghoulies not existing yeah, the anymore. The ghoulies were all killed by police it doesn't matter. It's a during cov- a firefight. It's a cover-up anyways. Uh, but that ended with a lot of deaths in the White Worm. And then we then I'm like, okay, so he only killed the firstborns in the White Worm, except and for Jughead, Jughead and, and Dagwood. Dagwood. But this is a very specific spell. But all that weird rigmarole that Percival did, where he went to R- Nana Rose to like kill the firstborns, because was, she was the oldest firstborn in Riverdale, it was, and it was a spell for Riverdale. It was just a spell to kill whoever he wanted. Like he just decided, you're dead, you're dead. Kevin is not dead. And Kevin is a firstborn. Yeah. And to, like, punish him or some nonsense like that. And the point of, like, doing this whole plague thing it should be that it's, like, it doesn't differentiate. It is a huge scale thing that he can't control. And that's why he didn't do it earlier and just pointed at people and killed them. Exactly. Like It should, it should be like his hail Mary pass. It should be, he opens Pandora's box by doing this. Like, he should have lost things by doing this play. You're like, come on, r- r- commit to the bit. Just, just, just do they, Tabitha says something nonsensical like, well, that explains why he only killed uh, the people in the White Worm. It would be harder to cover up if uh, hundreds or thousands of people died. He caused an eclipse. Yeah, and he also doesn't care because he's causing the apocalypse. And also, like two seasons ago, there was a spill in the river that caused only teenage girls to have seizures and no one ever talked about that i'm sure you could be like yeah poison in the water i guess it just killed a whole bunch of people my god what a travesty but it definitely was an accident come it's so weird the show does like wild crazy things but they won't commit to like killing most of the town i mean they won't commit to anything kevin they don't want their characters to be evil their characters can't kill satan (laughs) it's like okay, I'm. I mean, I'm just going to spoil the ending. It's not surprising. They're going to resurrect these people. The yeah. entire thing is trying to resurrect them. I think it would also be fine and cool if they also resurrected a hundred thousand people. Like, and it would also be fine and cool if they didn't resurrect a hundred thousand people and only resurrected their friends. Because guess what? 
I can guarantee you 100%, I can tell you with all confidence, at the end of this season, it's going to revert to normal Riverdale. <laughs> it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. So know. just kill them. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's it, it's it's very annoying that they don't just commit to the absolute nonsense they do. Like, once again... It's like, a quarantine all over again. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh man, every firstborn in Riverdale died and I, we were just like oh riverdale he obviously didn't do it to the world <laughs> we're like that's fine that's fine yeah. just riverdale he did it to riverdale the next episode like no no no. actually that wasn't it D- don't worry about it <laughs> he just did it to his enemies but even at the end when they resurrect they only resurrect those five people and which means all of the other people who attended that wedding that were firstborns don't just don't get the resurrection and almost everyone at that wedding died yeah we saw a lot of them so there are a couple things um just some important, maybe important plot details that you need to know. Mm. Um, they put the bodies of their friends in Curdle's freezer, and Curdle is fine with that. Yeah, I mean, whatever he's into. Um, it. They they set up a, a time limit, though. They, the mm. the dead, much like uh, spells and Dungeons and Dragons, resurrections have time limits. If you're going to mm. do, you know. If you're going to revivify, you only have a minute. In this case, they have three days. Now they have 12 hours because it took them a day, a two and a half days <laughs> to do that do fake it. funeral. Now, I do want to point out, though, they say, well, the spell we're going to do, you can only do within three days. It that, Didn't that almost feel like a setup? And then they proceeded to do like four or five four different, different spells. spells. <laughs> they had four or five different things they were doing. So I don't know what which one of those <laughs> could only be done in three days. I don't know. And they're also really confused about baby Anthony. Yeah, I don't know why that's... Because they're like, for sure, Percival would want to kill him. I thought for sure he'd want to kidnap him because that's what he's been trying to do through Kevin the entire season. And he's obviously not trying to kill baby Anthony. He's trying to use him in some way. Yeah, if he just wanted to murder a baby... It's easy. I feel like he probably could have murdered a baby. Uh, To a lesser extent, they're confused about Kevin... But as he explains to Betty, he thinks he survived as punishment from Percival. And it's unclear if that's true or not. Or not. And he does not explain it satisfactorily why it would be punishment. It, it does bug me that he gets spared from it because Percival just decides, oh, this one doesn't count. Once again, he only did it in the White Worm. And Kevin was in the White Worm. Mm-hmm. I think, like... So the actual, like, like firstborn plague of Moses, the people were spared by having, like... The X's on their doors. Yeah, goat blood on their doors. So there could have been a thing that people had. a a thing that he gave to Kevin that Kevin didn't even realize was the thing, and a thing he gave to Reggie. Okay, but Reggie was in Italy. Reggie was out of town, so so whatever. Uh, But, like, that that would have done it, and that would have still been... I mean, then they would have had to kill everybody. Oh, God, I can't get into this again. Um, we will also find out that once again, Kevin is leaving town to go to New York. Moose because... is already there? Yeah. Moose moved to Riverdale for a job. Moose, look, I understand you, you, you kind of got a thing for, for Kevin, but you just moved here because you got a job here. And you need to take care of your dad. He's a rehab serial well, I, I don't think know if he, he's a killer. I thought his dad was dead. No, his dad got out of jail and he moved back to help his dad get into his house. Oh, maybe his dad is a firstborn who died. Maybe he was at that wedding. <laughs> I just assumed he was dead because I don't care about him anymore. Uh, we move on to see what Reggie was up to. In Italy. Italy. He was in Rome. He got a bunch of knives and there was a name mentioned on the them. The Daggers of Megado. Megiddo. Megiddo. I think it was an N. It was an M. 
Uh, now, <laughs> he's reasonably upset that his friends are dead. Yeah, he's not thrilled that his magical mentor is a oh, bad dude, man. You killed all my high school friends. <laughs> I mean, when we think about who died, the one he was closest to was Archie. He'll... This episode, he'll pretend he's really close to Kevin in an upsetting way. <laughs> Look, maybe they bonded off screen when they've been hanging out with Percival. Oh, when they were in the Percival gag? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Percival's like, don't worry. Yeah, I killed all your friends. And that made your ex-girlfriend super distracted. Yeah, Veronica, because she's so grief-sicken and absent. Now, I'll say at the very least, Percival does heavily imply he just mind-controlled the board, the board to be like put Reggie in charge. No. My favorite part though is that Veronica does not notice this episode <laughs> at all. <laughs> so you know what? Sure, sure. You if know, she, Reggie if, does care more about that casino than she does. If she does not realize she is no longer the C, the, the CEO of the casino, that's that's it's beautiful. I, I understand she's distracted, but she's the least distracted. So I know Percival did a mind control. Yeah. Is he also somehow on the board? I think he, or did a, he just. I think he just did a mind control. And Reggie knows he can mind control. Yeah, Reggie yeah. knows he's a magic man. He's a magic man. We thought it was originally it was a power, but it's just like magic. So, whatever. Uh, we got a quick, uh, for some reason, lip service given that Molly Ringwald Andrews called in, being like, "I had a bad feeling about Archie," and he keeps not answering his phone. <laughs> But the real reason this happens is to prompt the girls to be like, I wonder where the souls of all no. our dead friends are. Oh, do not say prompt the girls. It's not, it's not the girls. It's Veronica. And it's not a prompt. It's out of nowhere. <laughs> As Betty comes in like, oh, man, she was really worried about Archie. Veronica's like, hey, what do you think happens after we die? I'm like, Veronica. Why is this the time? To, I guess you're bored. I don't know. They're just waiting for Sabrina. Anyway, a cute and peppy 1960 song plays. Mm -hmm. This is the only song title I didn't write down because I realized it was a motif eventually. All right. Um, and we first go to see Archie's Heaven. We Oh, we should clarify. this. All this stuff is called The Sweet Hereafter. You know, yes. like the name of the season one finale. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in heaven, mm -hmm. Archie imagines that he's married to Betty and his children are played by the actress who plays young Betty and Dagwood. You know, you use what you got. And you, <laughs> the, those you, are the kids they got. You got what you use. Um, they do a thing. Okay, so this is a little bit of a, an aside, just a general idea of like media and film. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I can't remember her name. I wrote down her name in my notes as the girl child. Polly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the girl child, Polly. She got straight A's, which mm -hmm. is always like the go-to. like, oh, this kid is smart. They got straight A's. But I, the more I think about it, I always think there's a lot of subjects. Like when they go over to the boy child. Da uh, Fred. Nice. Uh, the boy child, Fred, he only got A's in gym and music. And I'm like, so Polly got A's in everything well, including and whatever yeah, else she's taking Kevin it's because Polly is a tiny Betty <laughs> and Fred is a tiny Archie well, no I, I understand the parallels I'm talking about this the same thing with Betty as well it's a thing they do with a lot of characters where it's like to show this character is smart they get straight A's in every subject but I'm like but there's too many subjects I get what you're saying but I don't think that's why they do it with Betty they don't do it to show that she's smart they do it to show that she's well-rounded in the every girl the whole point of Betty is that she's smart and cute and bubbly but she also knows how to fix cars 
I think if they do Whereas well... Whereas Veronica is just rich. If they show them well-rounded, then by the way that you build characters, she should have a B in everything. But then the boy child, he has an A in gym and music because he's specialized. Also, Vegas is in heaven. <laughs> and by Vegas, Vegas I mean the dog, not the city. The city's probably there, too. <laughs> yeah, Archie turns around, looks out the window, and, and he, <laughs> he sees the, um, the whatever, the, the pyramid one out his window. He's like, hey, Luxor. Oh, cool. Vegas. Vegas. That's what Archie loves, having kids with Betty and having Vegas in his own backyard. And right, now we move to Jughead Sweet hereafter, and it is the, the this is from Rivervale, right? It's not like the Pop Tates in Riverdale was also a comic book store. This is just a Pop vale. Tates Rivervale. Yeah, in Riverdale, it is a comic book store, but no, it's a no, no, no it's just it's a diner where he writes his comic books. No, what what I'm what I'm implying is that there I do remember there being a like pseudo dream sequence thing where he goes to a ethereal pop. Yes, 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 absolutely. I feel like that was Rivervale. It was Rivervale. Okay. But it was a comic book store there. And then that's how he read the comic books and figured out. This, yeah, this one also seems to have do the same thing with it where like half of it is a comic. Like, yeah. They are. Because he does a signing later. Yeah, and there are um, uh, trays of comic books. Anyway, this is where Jughead is. He's in this weird retro world. He's wearing his classic comic books. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's making comics because that's a thing he picked up four months ago and is now defines his life. Absolutely. I like Jughead because he hits the most energy of a mid-twenties person <laughs> by just being like, this new hobby I picked up is my existence. I'm going to figure out who I am. <laughs> I'm going to make a career out of it. It's only the hustle. I wrote books. I that, that was my thing. Now I do comics. And then we finally go to the last little heaven vignette we'll see. Yeah. And it is Tony Topaz and Fangs kind of in the background. Yeah. Signing a peace treaty with the Ghoulies. And like a legitimate paper peace treaty. Like it literally looks like the Magna Carta. And I want to sit down with the writers of this episode and be like, what What do you think that means? What do what? you guys think gangs are? Because like... I guess there's a sense of metaphor. Maybe it's just Tony's brain. But, like, contracts are only as strong as who would uphold them. And who's... are, are If someone breaks the treaty, do they go to, like, I don't know, the UN? <laughs> be like, this gang broke a treaty we wrote. You're both. You're in a gang. You're all operating outside the law. And then, yeah, Fangs is like... Well, now we have a, a peaceful town. I'm like, but what do you guys do? And what did you, like, yes, now that you're not in gang warfare. Now you're, like, one gang or you've decided to, have you decided to split the town? So, like, these ones extort these businesses and these ones deal drugs over here? Because what what does your gang do that makes it a gang? <laughs> yeah, Riverdale wh- writers. I'm not asking Fangs. I'm asking you, the writers. <laughs> What makes the serpents a gang? Other than being a group of people who hang out, which doesn't have to be a gang. And desperately want to do violence. Like, they don't even, it's not even like they fight the cops. Like, it's not even like the cops and, like, because that's another thing yeah. the gang could be, is that they're, the idea is that the cops are corrupt, so we're the mm-hmm. only ones who actually protect the town, so we protect the town from the cops. They don't even do that. They just sit around and do nothing. And the cops actually are corrupt right now, so the serpents could actually make a great living but fighting they, the cops. <laughs> but they don't. And for a while, the cops were also the serpents. Like... Um, but more importantly, dur- during this, Fangs decides to be like, also, we got a boy. Our boy Anthony is so good. And he is 37. Oh, yeah. You might have noticed during this scene, there was a very tall, 
very buff man, grown full man. grown man, standing next to <laughs> Fangs and Tony. And I'm just like, well, that extra really is standing out. No, that is grown. That is that is grown man Tony. Yep. Grown man Anthony. Grown man Anthony. That is man Anthony. <laughs> and man Anthony. We are. We're also weirdly introduced to Timmy Twist. Tommy Twist. Tommy Twist. Tommy Twist. No, Timmy Twist. It is Timmy. I said that. I'm like, there's no way they named a character Timmy. <laughs> they did name a grown man Timmy. Anyway, Timmy Twist makes some eyes at Anthony. So I'm like, oh, a Romeo and Juliet situation, I Ooh, guess. Okay. Just like in Rivervale. Will La Llorona come to kill these fully grown adults? Was there a Romeo and Juliet situation? Oh, there was. You're yes, right. There yeah, was. there were just two characters we've never heard of before, and we'll never hear them again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what's happening in the afterlife. Let's go to the real life. Kevin is panic packing to get out of town. Oh, he's got to get out of the B- Babylonium, which I thought he moved out of already. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's why they could trust him. Aaron, this is a this is crazy, but you are both right and wrong. You, you are correct. He said I was. I moved out of the Babylonium, <laughs> but you're wrong because he's currently in the Babylonium. In the Babylonium, packing up his stuff. So I guess he just didn't get his stuff out of there. Well, he's got to leave town, but oh no, his door gets busted down. By his, well, he opens it, and then yes, there's two. his dad and Frank. We need to remember his dad is being mind controlled. They're very, they were super wishy washy on Kevin, and they're kind of wishy washy on Frank and Alice. Mm-hmm. His dad in this episode will set him up for execution. So if you're gonna tell me he does not have a mind control trigger in him, and Percival was just able to somehow manipulate him to execute his, his son. son? Absolutely not. No, no, hundred no. percent not. We we know Tom Keller. We remember when he dated Josie's mom, Blair <laughs> McCoy. There's one thing about Keller, and that's that he loves his boy. He does. He loves even his when he boy. was husky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yes, I assume that is true. Well, the, the issue is only with the mom, right? Who bought him the husky clothes? Why is this a plot point? Well, Kevin, Kevin is, is weird. Now, Reggie <laughs> is thrilled to call up his dad and to tell him that you can come back to the casino and you can gamble and you can have a you can have the time of your life before you die. And also, Reggie has a painting of himself on the wall now. <laughs> oh yeah, man! Whoever does those paintings gets a Getting gets a, a lot weird... of business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that is all pales to the arrival of Sabrina, who arrives with a broom mm-hmm. because she flies around on a broom. Mm-hmm. We will never see this, and that is fine. B- both a good choice and a very upsetting choice. At one point, she implies Betty's going to fly with her. Don't and, see that. And I wanted to see how that would work. They also bring a body on a cadaver tray <laughs> with the broom. It's magic. It's magic. It's, magic. it's fine, it's fine. I, guess. I just want to see it. <laughs> So Sabrina comes into Cheryl's home. And she's got to summarize the series she was in. See, she specializes in death magic. And the reason that she does that is because she was trapped in the afterlife. And a few years ago, uh, when she was trapped in the afterlife, she was resurrected by her boyfriend, Nick Scratch. (laughs) And I don't watch the show, but that man is the devil. Or... The cool teenage son of the devil. Well, impossible to say. Because in case you don't know, don't know out there, a name for the devil is Old Scratch or Mr. Scratch. We will never see Nick Scratch's face because they did not pay for that actor to be on this show. I mean, fair enough. He's just a character. He's just a character. Um, 
they'll also talk yeah so she was brought back to the real world and that mm. drove her interest in necromancy but what the, happened to her boyfriend it's actually very unclear to me whether or not there's a difference between death magic and necromancy because nick scratch will be described as a necromancer but they Sabrina... do talk about necromancy in connection to her earlier when heather's being like she'll come she's a strong necromancer yeah they 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 interchange too many terms for me to be able to like catch on too much like I don't, I don't know. It's a little thing. Doesn't matter. Uh, but they do clarify what they need for this. They are and going to need six witches. Well, they have three. Yep. But as, as but if you, if you, will point out. If you count in the room, there are three other women there. And then they explain, well, I'm not a witch. I serve great pie, but I don't serve magic. <laughs> That is not any of the jokes, but it is things very like that. Yeah. Um, now, as Sabrina explains, all women can be witches. Uh, not all women. Right. All powerful, disruptive women. Right. Can be witches. And you've started ma- already manifesting powers. I'm like, wait. So it's all witchcraft? It's it, all Nothing wi- to do with the explosion? You, you, her being like, you've already started manifesting powers. It means you're witches. What about Archie? What about Jughead? Jughead? What are their are their powers witchcraft? What what is the magic? So is Betty and Veronica and Tabitha's powers all witchcraft? Because I thought it was very clear that Betty and Archie's powers came from the same place. But so, would okay. So apparently they're close enough to witches they can kind of just speed through the other. <laughs> Three things you need to do. So first, they sign that dumb magic book that they stole from Percival they that have, he forgot about. They have to sign their names in a book of magic. It's fine. You can do the Maleficarum. And I'm just like, that feels like, I don't know. Like, I don't know much about magic. But it feels weird to be like, just sign your names in this random magic book. This one that's like the devil book, like the, the bad book. I mean, she's the devil. She's the Lord of the Underworld. Is she now? Yeah. They don't. They don't clarify that in the show very they well. They said that earlier. Well, they said she's a part-time leader of the underworld. <laughs> they said she's a cheerleader and part-time leader of the underworld. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, once they do that, that. then they have to uh, pledge allegiance to Hecate. Yeah, I don't know which what is, happened to my mouth there, but yeah, which is a, a god. And I feel like, despite the fact, I'm pretty sure there's not going to be any ramifications of that. I would also be. A little bit worried about just pledging my allegiance to a god. A god I know nothing I of. I know nothing of. They're just like, no, it's fine. Like, d- this feels like Sabrina's tricking them, doesn't it? Yes, there's, and th- the entire episode will continue to feel that way. There's moments where she, like, looks at uh, Heather and Cheryl and, like, smiles and does her... She winks too much. I understand it's her thing. It's too much in this episode. It's too much in one short episode. Yeah, which feels like she's like, cool, three more souls for, the, for hell. Like... <laughs> I don't know. And then there's one more thing they need to do. They gotta dance. So they're gonna do... dance. Now, are they gonna do a fun witchy dance in the woods under moonlight? Well, they could, but unfortunately, time's kind of of the essence. So they light a bunch of candles. And then they do Do the twist twist (laughs) to splish splash. I was taking a bath. Yeah. (laughs) No. I don't believe that this was part of becoming a witch. I think Sabrina just wanted to dance. Wanted to dance. She's very much enjoying herself. She's standing in the middle. They all dance around her. <laughs> you know, Cheryl, I mean Cheryl. Sabrina, I think, spends a lot of time in like dark and dreary underworld places. <laughs> yeah. It's fun for her. And then they all celebrate by drinking absinthe. Because remember, 
that that's a thing that's um, the, the main drink of this of this season yeah no longer rum now it's non-alcoholic absinthe because <laughs> because veronica takes all the wormwood out <laughs> so they're gonna they are now they're all witches so they're gonna do a trial run to make sure that this works yeah, and what they're going to do is Sabrina and Betty are going to go get a body. Mm-hmm. The other people are going to stay behind and conjure a portal over there. Yep. And then they're going to push the body and Sabrina through the portal. To go get them to come back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. You know, sure, get it, understand, got what's going on. Meanwhile, Daddy-O Reggie's on a gambling roll, but also Ooh. his health problems are health problems. Oh, he's in bad shape. He's clutching his arm. You know, it's... I, I thought back to the fact there's all these mob guys that just got set up and now have not mattered and they will not matter because (laughs) the devil has come to town there is no way they can matter anymore no they cannot (laughs) they were weird remember when they're like hey reggie why don't you come sit down with us and we'll talk about you not not odian casino (laughs) and then i guess what they did is they spent four months talking about how reggie doesn't own a casino until reggie met a wizard as you do. As you do. So Sabrina uh, decides between Archie and Jughead. Because they're the cutest bodies. Yeah, it feels weird. But she picks Jughead and um, she get, she sets up the stakes. The dead need to want to return. And right away I go, huh, it's a real flaw in this there plan. <laughs> well, you know, it, it makes it so that it's not a go in and grab. It becomes more of a dramatic, you need to talk to them type thing. So... This stranger yeah. <laughs> is going to walk into the afterworld as pick up, or sorry, wake up little Susie plays. Yeah. And she is transformed into, okay, this is cute. She gets transformed into the comic book version of Sabrina. Yeah, because that's what Jughead does. He turns yeah. over into the comic book version. Now, I, now, to be fair, I think most of them were thinking, yeah, we'll go into that world and we'll be like, hey, you want to come back to not being dead? And they'll be like, hell yeah. I, I, I think it's reasonable to think that might be the case. Unfortunately, the body she did pick was Jughead's body. And Jughead has been told by his time-traveling girlfriend that his the only way they're going to be Percival is if he's dead. You, no, she, she says that in the process of beating Percival, he will die. Like, well, he may- dies in every single one. Maybe this was in the process. I think it's ridiculous that Jughead doesn't want to go back. I think it's... Like I, I understand he's in heaven, but like, I think it's I think it's out of character for him to not want to go back and help the other people. He feels weirdly passive. He does feel weirdly passive. I think the decision to have him not want to come back because he feels like he's played his role in the story could be a good argument. I, th- I think the I just don't think it's executed well. Repeatedly, all of these scenes get so close to a reasonable like point and you can mm-hmm. see where it can come from where you can have the same outcome but you got to hear these characters go in different ways like it doesn't feel like sabrina tries very hard she's like it hey jughead like- you're you're other, like tabitha's alive out there and she's going to go through the apocalypse and she's at percival's mercy maybe you want to go out there and get her did they not tell sabrina about the I don't think she knows apocalypse. about. No, they didn't. Absolutely, they did <laughs> I not. mean, they ignore the apocalypse at every turn. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous how much they're they're not. Well, she no no. She mentions the battle between final battle between good and evil. She oh, mentions that. But... Also, I'm not sure what side Sabrina's on, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it feels unclear. Like the, with a little bit that I have watched of Sabrina, like they're 
there's Satan. <laughs> yeah, there is Satan. Yeah. Um, Nick Scratch is definitely Satan's cool teenage son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. But, so, she will make her terrible not-trying-at-all arguments. Oh, yeah, nobody tries for Jughead. And Jughead will be like, but I like that there's no suffering here, and also I can hear again. Yeah, also, I'm, I'm in heaven, man. Uh, why would I go back to Earth? I'm in heaven. I've had really bad things happen to me. And Sabrina's like, that's fair. Okay. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah, by the way, I want something else while I'm here. But we won't find out what that is right away, because Percival, who has caught Kevin is going to taunt him about how weak he is, which every single character on the show does all the time. I think there's an implication that he's been doing this, like this going in and trying to get and interrogating Kevin for a while because he comes in and Kevin's already weirdly writhing against the wall. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's an implication there, but Percival tries to mind control him. And someone finally told Kevin about tethers. I want to say... That this is actually weirdly, really sweet. Mm -hmm. Everyone's tether is like, well, I'm going to think about my relationship with my dad. I'm going to think about my son. Kevin's tether is just generally, he has friends. He He thinks of every single friend. Every single character on this show enters Kevin's mind. Yeah, every single one of them. Like, he doesn't have to be like, well, the only one I care about enough is one specific person. He's like, no, I love everybody equally, and they all help me resist mind control. This is the problem with this show. When was this set up? You could do awesome things with Kevin. You could do he felt rejected when he split up with Fangs because everyone picked Fangs and Tony's side. Yeah. And that's why he fell into Percival. Like, yeah. we could have set up this domino hours and episodes and weeks ago but instead like like and it's an awesome conclusion and as much as like i think it's sweet there's also another side to that coin which is they don't know who his tether is so they just picked the show (laughs) they picked the fact that he's a main character on the show Uh, yes this is correct because if it had been that kevin just wants friends they would have set things up forever ago yeah exactly so now uh Sabrina and, quote-unquote, Jughead returns, but he's clearly not Jughead. It's immediately apparent, like, he walks with too much swagger to be Jughead. Oh, yeah. So, Cole Sprouse is going to have some time to play a different character, and he does a pretty good job of it. This is Nicholas J. Scratch. He's right in Jughead's body, because yeah. that's the question that Sabrina asked. <laughs> yep, and Sabrina <laughs> explains, well, Jughead didn't want to come back. Tabitha spends... A reasonable amount of time being like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Like, there's no reason to believe. She's just met Sabrina. There's no reason to believe that Sabrina even went to Jughead. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she could have went directly to Nick. But... I do need to critique this scene slightly, though, because Tabitha makes a great argument. Sabrina makes a fine argument. They both say boyfriend far too many times. Boyfriend, boyfriend. For 27-year-old women. A boyfriend, boyfriend. 25-year-old women. I don't know how old they are anymore. I don't They're know. too old to say boyfriend this many times. Now, I brought back my boyfriend, but what about my boyfriend? I mean, uh, well, I agree with you reasonably. What's the, I guess just call him Jughead. Yeah. <laughs> I want to bring back Nick. I want to bring back Jughead. You can call him by his name. Anyway. Uh, now... There is a reason to this. It's not just because Sabrina wanted her boyfriend back. That is just an ideal addition for it. Yeah, this is a real win-win for Sabrina because she gets her boyfriend back. And they have another necromancer, which means I 
thought that he could essentially take one of their places and they could go in. Instead, they're going to do something a little bit different, uh, which I guess is another spell that only works within three days. And so for this spell, Sabrina has realized that a stranger talking to strangers is not that compelling. (laughs) Turns out none of them know who I am and they like heaven. So instead, she's going to go for a real Greek mythology style spell. Oh, yeah. For a while, this show was, and I thought Sabrina, like Sabrina, the chilling Rangers of Sabrina, mm-hmm. was very like Judeo-Christian, heaven-hell type stuff. It's, with, with between Hecate and Charon here, mm-hmm. it's actually very Greek. Well, I think they're doing the thing where they're like, they're witches, so it's a pagan religion, so we're just going to mix all of them together, (laughs) and I don't love that. Yeah, it's not even really pagan. It's just very Greek. (laughs) Anyway, it's fine because it's a fancy. Yeah, and Charon is one of her work friends. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So what they're going to do is that three of them are going to go in. Cheryl's going to go in for a bunch of them. Cheryl's going in for almost everyone. Yep. Uh, And they're going to go in and convincing themselves but to do that they do have to die and weirdly enough they're like you're going to have to die later they're just going to come back so like yeah it, who cares fake stakes fake stakes yeah um veronica's not a part of this plan no. until nick looks at betty's well, face betty says archie and then like i'm gonna go after archie and then nick gets weirded out and he's and like he whispers into sabrina's and ear sabrina's like oh yeah 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 so betty Something's weird about you. Uh, <laughs> you've been hexed or you've been like, what's going on with you? Now, I did appreciate that that was the question because this very well could have been a classic Riverdale that's like, Betty, you have a touch of darkness on your soul. But that's what they do. Because yeah. she says, I was likened to the harlot of Babylon. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. The harlot of Babylon wouldn't be allowed into heaven. And I'm like, Hold up a second. Did you just confirm that she is the harlot of Babylon? And it's al- not a weird, weird thing that somebody decided. And also, why? What about her is that? And also, she can't go to heaven? Like, she can't go. They now know the afterlife exists and Betty doesn't get to go to heaven. Well, is she only the harlot of Babylon until Percival stops calling her that? It, it seems like weird that, like, because she says, I was like, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, that means you, like, you are. You just call people that, and they are. It feels like, no, this is the confirmation that she does have a darkness inside her, and that darkness is the harlot of Babylon. But and, we're going to breathe. Sorry, go ahead. And it sucks so much that they're just like, Betty doesn't get to go to heaven. And I'm like, all these other. Son of a bitches. Have murdered so many people. They get a go to heaven. And Betty has just learned heaven is not on the table for her. And I feel like that should mess her up a bit more. Yeah, I don't think the show's going to follow through on that. Because the show thinks that when Percival's gone, the likingness is gone. <laughs> because that because that just means someone has to call someone the harlot of Babylon. It's, it's dumb. But. I, because they liken it to a curse or a hex, I think it's very, very clear that this is a temporary situation. That that he made her the harlot of Babylon? Yeah, and it's going to run its course once the curse or hex mm. has run its course. I, I like know, this. it's infuriating. It's, it's infuriating. It is a false equivalency, it's, but... Absolutely. It absolutely sucks. But it's really only happening so that Veronica uh. can go in there for Archie instead. <laughs> Which... She hates. Yeah, and doesn't... 
do anything. Okay, the tone of this episode is weird. And this was the scene that made me realize it. It's like too fun and quippy for where it should be. Because it's nearly the apocalypse and everyone's dead. and Like Veronica's wearing bright pink and they give her a line being like, yeah, sure. I'll become temporarily dead so I can go talk to my ex-boyfriend into coming back from heaven. I want someone to I want someone to slap all these characters. I don't know who it should be because everyone's kind of I mean it's Tabitha, right? <laughs> Tabitha I, Tabitha's probably the best one to do it, but man. Let's, she, get, she let's got... get Nick Scratch doing it. <laughs> Just, no, no, that's that's a man slapping six women. Never mind. <laughs> There are a lot of women in this scene. <laughs> All right. So uh, we head over to Percival and Reggie. Just sort of discussing, like, being in charge. Because Percival wants something from Reggie. Like, hey. Hey, buddy. I got a favor I got to ask from you. I, I, I want to get everybody. He'll constantly use this term. And I don't know why. He'll never say the word kill at any point in this episode. But he will call, ask Reggie to execute Kevin. I presume he wants it to be public, and that's why he's calling it an execution. <laughs> or Kevin is a prince. Oh. Or a political radical. I mean, he is somewhat of a political prisoner. Now, they will... To sweeten the pot, I guess, for Reggie. Reggie's like, I'm not killing one of my high school friends. <laughs> What's wrong with you? They'll trade Kevin's heart, and they'll take it. And they'll put it in Reggie's dad. Um, I want to say, I get how this is like a fun conflict for Reggie. Uh, and I weirdly enough don't think they have to push really hard that, but Kevin's your friend. Uh, because it's just the choice on, do you kill an, like an innocent person mm -hmm. to save your dad? Now, what I will say is this has never been Reggie's character arc. Historically, he has not been a person to step on everybody in his way to get what he wants. Nope. But they will explain later. He wants to be the hero. The hero, which well, is closer to what we've seen. I I actually believe that. Yeah, well, because that's why he's like you know he worked with uh, with uh, Hiram. Like he always kind of wants to be a big shot. Yeah, and and he is always turned to do what's right at the last moment. Like the thing is that he is at his core a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. So. This, this show somehow the only character that they consistently do right is Reggie. Yeah, they do him right. I do feel like this conflict doesn't make sense, but they also don't dwell on it too much. Well, and I wanted to say, I don't think Reggie actually is. He tries to convince himself like this is a good plan, but yeah. he's not actually that conflicted. And I like that Percival, because we know that Percival is evil and can yeah. only do things in the worst possible way. Yeah. Like puts motivations onto Reggie yeah. that Reggie doesn't have. Yeah. Again, if the show was just Percival and Reggie <laughs> and Kevin doing stuff, it'd be a better show. Yeah. It would be much less women, female characters. Tabitha and Betty can be there, but you gotta yeah, cut out the stay. whole weird dark Betty thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Tabitha, speaking of women, uh, <laughs> Tabitha, Veronica, and Cheryl are ready to die. They're lying on their backs on a rug with their little hands across their stomachs being like, wow, I wonder what will happen. Oh, what, where do you think you go when you die? Veronica, we have just had it confirmed to us that the afterlife exists. That's where we're going to go. So Nick will necromance. Necromances? He does some necromancy. He does some necromancy. He does the whole thing with mm. putting the coins on the eyes for the boatman of the damned. Mm -hmm. And then in comes Charon. 
And what I didn't Tyrant. like about this spell is Sabrina says, so take them to the sweet her- hereafter or thereabout. And I was like, ooh. The- <laughs> yeah, the-, the fact that they're like, spells have to rhyme. It means that these people are bad at rhyming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Charon grabs them all and well, they head off into the sweet hereafter to grab their uh, bows and friends uh, Sabrina and Nick are going to go on a date. Yeah, and Betty and Heather are going to watch over those bodies. Yeah. So in the sweet hereafter, Veronica knock, knock, knocks on Archie's door and is, gives him a huge hug. And he's like, why are you so happy to see me? You just lived down the street. Which I think is a good to, time to bring up something that I've been thinking about. There is something to be said about the fact that in Archie's heaven, he has constructed a fake Betty a fake Veronica, mm-hmm. fake like a lot of fake things going on, and he's fine with that. If even when she when Veronica tells him all this stuff is fake, he's like fine with it. Mm-hmm. But Jughead said he is going to wait for the real Tabitha. And Jughead he doesn't want to construct a Tabitha. He wants to wait for the real Tabitha to get there. Well, and Jughead also knows he's dead. Like as soon as Sabrina talks to him, he's like, "Oh, you're making me go back to yeah, Earth." Yeah, Jughead or Archie learns he's dead in this scene and accepts and, it. And Fangs and Tony will also learn, but they but they won't accept it. Yes. Yeah, they're it, like in different stages of it. And I get in theory how that's interesting, but we will not dwell on it. They will not use that as like a launching pad to anything. I just, I don't think they have considered the depth that it is where Archie has constructed a fiction for his heaven that is, this feels like it's the antithesis to what Betty has spoken that she wants and it's the antithesis to what Veronica wants. Veronica still lives in Riverdale in his head. And Veronica in real life only wants to go back to New York. She wants to go back to New York. She has made that so much apparent to him and i'm not certain the show realizes how toxic that is of archie to put on people uh-huh. I, I understand they're fake people in heaven but jughead is going to wait for tabitha he doesn't want a fake tabitha and, and he knows he knows he's waiting he's okay with that and he's like i, like, I hope she gets here. i hope not soon but when she does get here because she will i will be here waiting for her i'm not going Betty would eventually also join Archie, but yeah, so, Archie's like, no, I've made my fake world. Well, and he says, you know, in the fake world, when Veronica's like, we gotta go back and fight this war. And he's like, no, 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 no. We already won that war. And also, I can't fight any longer. Yeah. So there's connotations there they don't think a whole lot about. But we gotta check on Tony and Fangs. Well, Tony and Fangs are just, you know, having some... some happy afterworld life yep. and then in comes Anthony he's like hey I just want to tell you guys I'm gonna get married to Tammy Twist and they're like okay cool yay what's so so happy there's a marriage happening but then Cheryl's like bam you're dead now Cheryl is shockingly plain spoken in this scene <laughs> she only Cherylisms like a very few times yeah she throws in a few like uh, purple prose uh, moments, but mostly she's like, "Hey, you're dead. You got to come back." And they're like, "We're not dead. You went to our wedding." And Fangs is like, "You keep trying to break us up. I hate you." <laughs> and to be fair, Cheryl doesn't really, except for when she tried to kill their child. <laughs> no, Aaron, a hundred percent, she tries to break him up. But there's no way that they know that she tried to kill their child. No, but she's come on. Cheryl. Anyway, no. I think I was the most like, mm, shut up things because <laughs> the next line is, you tried to wreck our wedding. 
Which she didn't. No, she did. Her grandma did get set on fire, but that was not her fault. I'm also unclear if that happened in this. And so for Tony and Fangs, they had the wedding and then they remember, I'm going to assume by the age of of, gro- <laughs> of grown man Anthony, 34 years have passed by. Yeah, and they went on their honeymoon in the Poconos. And they also remember when Cheryl tried to wreck the wedding of, of Polly and Jason, which... Makes no sense to me. So at first I was like, wait, what? In Tony and Fangs' heaven, Polly and Jason are alive. They weren't even around for the yeah. Jason thing. Yeah, Tony and Fangs don't know who Jason is <laughs> and barely know who Polly is. Yeah, the, these, like, because these guys first appeared in the second season. Like, I'm sure they'd heard about it, but I think the entire thing is they don't care what goes on in that school. They have their own, had their own school. It was walk. Did they confuse Fangs with Joaquin? Um, do you think that uh, this is not any of their heavens? This is Cheryl's heaven. Oh, I don't know because so that was my first thought. It's like, oh, for some reason in their heaven, Polly and Jason are married. No, they're aware of another heaven next door <laughs> where Polly and Jason are married. But they only have one child, Dagwood. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would just do that out. Cheryl is going to go from this one to show up to get Rose and Dagwood, but also Polly and Jason are married and Polly's pregnant with, with triplets. triplets and Cheryl misses Polly, which feels incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> Look, I the show has not for has not remembered how truly garbage Polly they was. made Polly. Yeah, and also just that Cheryl was never close with Polly. Like, she might have felt some weird closes because Jason was... I guess she stayed with them for a while. Oh, yeah. She did live at their house for a while. And there was that seven-year time jump. And I know no, Cheryl, Cheryl was, was mildly a recluse. But. No, mildly a recluse. Uh, but so between that, Tabitha goes to Jughead. And he is having the time of his life, meeting fans of his comic book. And Tony just cannot Tabitha. interrupt his joy. Tabitha. 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 Tony will interrupt his joy immediately. Uh, now Tabitha, she's like, "Oh, he looks very happy, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him go." And then Raphael shows up, and which he... she—it feels like she doesn't she act like she forgot about him. Well, she met him in Rivervale. No, she met him when she was time traveling. Didn't she also meet him in Rivervale? She did, but then she met him again, and he followed her while she was. Time... It wasn't but... his body, but she knows who Raphael is. So I. Do you think that she just doesn't recognize him? But she, the way... The, well, because she says, are you an angel? And he says, I'm Raphael. And she's like, oh. No, she's like, are you my guardian angel? Yes, you have met him. He went time traveling with you. Now, here's... So this brings up a conspiracy theory I have. All right. All right. Riverdale wants you to forget about itself. <laughs> that does seem correct. <laughs> because they spend a weird amount of time using stilted dialogue to remind you about this character when usually they don't remind us about anything. <laughs> so most of the time, they don't care if you remember anything. This one time, they're like, now we got to make sure they know this is Raphael and he's a guardian angel. Even what though if- I recognized him immediately. Yeah, I recognized him immediately and I remember when she went on her, <laughs> her time <laughs> travel adventure through black history with him. Do you think the show doesn't care about Raphael? Or, sorry, not Raphael. Do you think the show doesn't care about Tabitha and they don't realize how much we care about Tabitha? <laughs> There's a chance. 
There's a distinct chance. Anyway, Raphael's there because he's got to bring Tabitha up to speed on a few things. But first, Sabrina and Nick Scratch are on their date. And he's like, okay, why'd you bring me back to life? Yeah, so this feels like this is probably a thing for people who've watched Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, it's like Sabrina got cancelled and they couldn't resolve the things they wanted to, so they're doing it on Riverdale. Yeah, it, it sort of feels like they wanted to give. I'm going to assume Sabrina and Nick were a big thing on the show and it sounds like he did, like, sacrifice himself into a sea mm-hmm. um, for her. Uh, and maybe they just wanted to, like, hey, let's give the fans give of the them show... Their conclusion. A, yeah, a thing to do here. Um... So, yeah, Sabrina wonders, hey, maybe we should run away. And he explains, no, because, like... People the, need the, you. Well, also, the dead will come for me. You, you know you know how this works, because I think you're the, 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 the part-time lord of hell. What I will say, though, is I don't know what it is about Cole Sprouse, but he could have chemistry with a doorknob. <laughs> he, does, he does very good chemistry with her, yeah. And, like, he, the whole reason the Betty and Jughead thing happened is because he had chemistry with Betty. Mm-hmm. He has great chemistry with Tabitha. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's Ethel fell great. in love with him because of... Okay, she fell in love with Jughead, but... <laughs> but Jughead and Ethel had chemistry. Like, this scene, while I don't care about it because I don't care... Yeah. It jumps off the screen. Yeah, like, it, it is a scene for people who've watched a different show. And because this is a crossover, like, as I said, I don't care. You don't really care. But it's fine. It's a fine scene. It's a weird thing where I kind of watch it and I can, and I can be like, I can see how this is good for people. It is. But it's like, for us, we don't we don't know Nick Scratch. Yeah. We don't even know Sabrina. It is very, very weird to do an aggressive crossover episode. Like, this is a pretty deep crossover yeah. with a show that's not on TV anymore. Yeah, it does feel like just, you know, giving giving us a send-off to the characters. Uh, we, we cut over to Reggie, who's hanging out with his dad, you know, having some surf and turf. And Reggie's like, hey, dad, don't worry. This isn't the last time we're going to do this. I can I can, I can can finagle some things, get you to the top of the, the heart transplant list. <laughs> I love the way he explains it. And like, his... What's he going to say? I'm going to kill a boy. And I'm, I'm going to kill a 25-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna kill a grown man, and I'm gonna give him your, give you his heart. <laughs> and his dad's like, "Uh, Reggie, you know, here's the thing. I really sucked for most of my life. I can't suck anymore. I want to go out with dignity. I, I appreciate this, except that it really feels like Reggie should come to the decision. Like his dad can still say things, but like Reggie has to come to the decision that killing Kevin would not be dying with dignity." Like, maybe if his dad was a bit more excited about, oh, well, I mean, if that's, if we can get it, that would be great, but bling, blah, 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 blah. Well, no, no, he will come to the decision. But first, Sabrina has to say goodbye to Nick because the psychopomps are there. Yes. They're birds. Yeah, yeah. Psychopomps are a lot of things. I recently did an episode on psychopomps, so I know a lot about them. So if you want to know about psychopomps, go listen to the third space. Yeah, it'll be out, it won't be out immediately. It's soon in the medium to near future. Yeah. Now, uh, Reggie. He's uh, torn. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. His dad says that he wants to die with dignity, but Reggie wants to save his dad. Also, Reggie doesn't really want to kill Kevin. It feels weird that his dad feels like, no, I don't want the heart. But he's he's so conflicted that he starts hearing his own voice talk to him. His ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Remember when he learned to throw his voice? Apparently his conscience now exists in the dummy. 
I don't know what's happening here. He, he's hearing his conscience and he's imagining it's coming from the doll. This is where the the weird stuff comes in because we know magic exists, mm-hmm. but this could also just be like a like a hallucination. Like if this happened in even like season three Riverdale, we'd be like, oh yeah, he's yeah. hallucinating his. Reggie's working through it. That's he's fine. He's using his voice through a ventriloquist doll. It's weird. It's a weird way of visualizing mm-hmm. that. But I guess if you're going to visualize it. A doll he met once is fine. So uh, the doll that he met once is like, hey, Reg, remember in high school when you didn't know what the right answers on a multiple choice test were? <laughs> you don't have to pick an answer. You could just not do the test. I love that. I love it. Like, hey, <laughs> if you didn't know the answer, what did you do? You just didn't do it. So what you need to do now is not do it. Because Reggie says that this is a test. If he doesn't do it, obviously Percival's going to be like, you're not loyal to me. Which is funny, because once again, Percival is mind controlled. Though I guess Reggie just doesn't want to get mind controlled. Does Reggie know about tethers? I don't No, he has been mind controlled before. Yeah, he has, yes. He gave that snake egg to Veronica. Yeah. Uh, Spider egg. But I think the, the thing is that he... Like he doesn't want to be mind controlled into doing something bad. Yeah, I, w- I want to be. He's like, if I'm going to be his, you know, his his minion, I want to be his willing minion. Fair. I don't, I don't want to be like. I, this would be if we had more time. I would love to see Reggie just be freaked out by uh, Frank and and Tom and Tom because like they are zombies. That's the problem. Again, Reggie has been in like barely any episodes we could have followed him we could have followed kevin we could have had less of the dumb things we've wasted our time on <laughs> but instead we waste our time but now is like hey reggie here's what you do you take your buddy it's weird to call kevin his buddy but all right <laughs> you take your dad and you leave riverdale forever yes yes because <laughs> all he as the, as the doll says he wants to be a hero and survive all, all correct, good instincts. Yeah. And Reggie has no skills that will f- help in the fight against the apocalypse. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he has not. He has been the one who has not gained any powers except for ventriloquism. I feel like that's a yeah, which might be a spell he was taught by. Yeah. But except he, except he could have just shouted normally. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, so um, Sh- <laughs> Cheryl. Uh, not just Cheryl, everyone, everyone just, they all the ladies just sort of like come back. They just sort of wander back and like, they, they didn't come. They didn't want to leave heaven. Except for Tabitha, who didn't even talk to him. But Kevin, it's because she got information from Raphael. She we won't reveal that here, but. She could, she could have talked to Jughead. She still clearly is upset he's not back. And she won't reveal to anybody else what the information is because she hasn't even mentioned it all. But she didn't even, she didn't even, like, talk to Jughead. He was too happy. So, <laughs> so and now the necromancer is gone. So, like, what are they going to do now? Well, they're going to go with plan C. And, you know, Sabrina has had a little itch in the back of her head every time she looked at Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Oh, Betty, you remember how I sensed you don't get to go to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> well, I sense something special about Cheryl Blossom. She's special. Cheryl so, Blossom is special. She has a special power, and Cheryl's like, yes, fire. No, that was only the beginning of your powers. You have to understand, Cheryl. You are. How does she sound like 
like characters. A fan. From, she sounds like characters from bad fan fiction. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. She sounds like no, no. You're you're special. You're spe- You're more special than anyone else. Well, her power is not just fire. It's super fire. She she she's the phoenix. She is the power. Of the, the reason I'm being very condescending is because Cheryl Blossom sucks as a character. Yes, she's constantly messing up, yep. hurting people being selfish, being mean, being in an abusive relationship with Tony, and she never really apologizes. She just shows up, cries until somebody goes, it's fine, Cheryl. It's just who you are. And the universe bends to reward her. Oh, she truly never sees any repercussions. No, instead, instead, she, like, she just becomes the phoenix of the power of resurrection. It's... It, it's so weird that Sabrina just shows up to be like, no, Cheryl, you're even more important than you think. I I like Betty so much <laughs> as a character and as a thing that goes on that every time it's like Cheryl getting another ill-deserved reward, it's so infuriating. It's like a slap to Betty's face. Yeah. How is going to travel through damn time? I will say, though, Cheryl has two... Truly stunning moments in this scene. And by Cheryl, I mean Matt, Madeline Patesh. Yeah. So one is, she's like, what's, Cheryl says, mm. what's the power of the phoenix? And then Heather proceeds to explain what a phoenix is. And Cheryl gives, Madeline mm. gives Heather this look like, I know what a phoenix is, bitch. <laughs> but I, what is the power of the phoenix? Because what Heather says, it, it's a creature from various mythologies. And there's just a pause. Just like, what the? And then Sabrina goes, yeah, so having the power of the phoenix. <laughs> I, I think Heather might be a bad witch as well. Like, it's clearly there for audience members who don't know what a phoenix is. But the look on Cheryl's face is, whew, well, the, chef's kiss. Well, they don't know what the... the the audience might not know what the phoenix is, but they will expect them to know the harlot of Babylon. Well, and there's no way this audience doesn't know what a phoenix is. I'm sorry. Kids these days still know Harry Potter. It's inescapable. <laughs> it's, what, well, it's also just like a very popular term. Like trend, trendy thing. I just Anyway. So the- Cheryl has a gift of resurrection. She could just kind of like yank those souls back. But no. Cheryl thinks this is cuckoo bananas, but she's going to do it the way that Cheryl does it. She's going to burn them up in the mine. Cheryl, that's not Cheryl's idea. Sabrina says you have to burn them up. Yeah, but she picks the mine. Because why would you do it in your house? How many things has Cheryl burned in this house, Kevin? Aaron, you can't light five bodies on fire in your living room. This is the most reasonable thing Cheryl has suggested. Now, we should be concerned. Heather gives us a warning. Cheryl will be dragging these souls out of heaven. Yeah. So they could come back incomplete. Incomplete. Or diseased. Yeah, or be... resentful forever. <laughs> yeah, they could be corrupted. And I want to go flashback very quickly to remind everybody that Tabitha didn't even try to talk to Jughead. So, fun. Um, but also, this will not happen because this is Riverdale. Actually, I mean... Oh, my, no, it, my... it will happen. I know who it will happen with. Yeah, I, I, we I, all know. I definitely believe that it will happen. Um, but not with our heroes. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, so... This is cut out quickly with Reggie, like, sneaking, trying to sneak out with Reggie Kevin Reggie is dad. walking out of his own casino 
that he owns, that he is the CEO of, and then those mind-controlled cops just bust well, on in and tell him I'm, he's trespassing. I mean, he grabbed Kevin out of the, the vault. The, but, it, the, the line, you're trespassing, was very action yeah, like, the, the issue of trespassing. You're trespassing. Well, I mean, that was just Sheriff Keller, like, throwing in some control. action movie lines. Anyway. He, he, what, what if he just kicked down the door and was just like, it's just been canceled. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you would say something that would... That would make that me... Would, that would set that up. I thought you said, we got to escape now. You and you think the response to that is, <laughs> it's just been canceled? Yeah, your escape plan was canceled. Okay, you, know what, you want to try that one more time? <laughs> kicked me in the knee <laughs> there's a stop sign in the way on your road sir you kicked me in the knee <laughs> well why are we making a better show i know uh so they get i i just want to clarify they get the five bodies they care about yep um, once they're just yanking things back i feel like you could pull a few more in but whatever so she's Cheryl's gonna do her thing. She's got the five bodies in the mine. She's gonna She does her incantation. And then we head back off into the afterlife a bit. And Archie has already decided to go back to life. Yeah, so I guess he's probably gonna be fine because he's not gonna try to hold on. Yeah, he's like he's wearing his army uniform and he's like, Well, I can't stand back from a war. Yeah, yeah, he's talking to fake Betty about that. Uh Tony and Fangs also seem or Fang Tony at least seems like she's ready. Yeah, she's looked through their photo album and all of the pictures after their wedding have disappeared. <laughs> There's no photos after the wedding. And I'm like, wait, you're telling me your heaven couldn't do that? You remember you remember the past 34 years, years. <laughs> which you don't remember that. <laughs> uh, and notably, here's what bugs me, because Tabitha didn't talk to him. Jughead has no... Jughead's just not ready to go because he didn't even have the, the second attempt. He just had some random person come in and be like, yo, you want to come back? And he's like, nah. No. No, take my body for your boyfriend. I don't care. And then he sweats all over his comic. Mm. Oh, through all of these scenes, because Cheryl's burning their bodies, the characters are burning up. Yeah, they're getting hot. Hot, uh, hot, hot. And then the worst, the very early Twilight, early Harry Potterist CGI. Well, I mean, come on. It's a TV show. It's very, it's, it's CW. They, that's. They don't need to put their money here. Oh, I'm not making fun of the phoenix. I liked that blue fire phoenix that blew away. You mean everyone? No, you meant everyone walking out of the fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're so hazy. Even Nana Rose. Like, Nana Rose is walking. Yes, she is. <laughs> Dagwood's in the fire, which, I mean, yes, let's bring that child back to life. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> no lines. Uh, Rose was also terribly burned before. It does imply not imply actually says that essentially their bodies are burnt to ash and they return from the ash so they're all they all kind of have new bodies they do have new bodies which is actually proven to be an accurate thing maybe rose can now just walk around she's That'd not burned anymore will she still be crazy old. still very old though. and will she be very crazy still absolutely uh so hey yay everyone's back so cheryl walks sabrina out of her home and sabrina's like oh by the way one last thing before i go uh, I hope you don't get in trouble. <laughs> you pissed. By the way, you pissed off death. Bye. <laughs> so, didn't even want to mention that beforehand, maybe, Sabrina. Well, I'm not convinced that she pissed off death. We'll talk about it. This is what I mean by, like, I don't know if Sabrina's 
the Lord of the Underworld. She's the part-time Lord of the Underworld. That's the other Lord of the, the Underworld. Other... It's like, ah, F. <laughs> well, she, well, she... Sabrina's always stealing my body. The thing is that she, she only gets 20 hours. She's been trying to get more hours, but, they're, but like, the manager is just like... There's this senior Lord of the Underworld. And and technic- they just... Technically, they have they seniority. They have seniority, but they're a real jerk. They get so mad when I let their souls go free. <laughs> so hope we didn't piss off death. Bye. Meanwhile, uh, Tabitha talks to Jughead. And she's like, look... I'm really sorry we burned you out of the underworld, but we had to Heaven. snap. Oh yes, <laughs> I think it's very still, clear. Still. I think it's very clear to, for everyone to know that they were in heaven. <laughs> well, yes, but heaven is in the underworld if we're going with Greek mythology. I I, I don't know if we are, but <laughs> because there is heaven and hell, and the underworld in Greek mythology doesn't. It has the Elysium no, fields. It has three places, four places you can go. Yeah, I guess bad it... place, medium place pretty good place but then if you're reborn three times and you're a hero each time the best place this is supposed to be dante's inferno because that also had karen as the mm-hmm. the the ferryman of the dead in which case there's a lot of places you could go anyway she's very apologetic about all the burning yeah and jughead's like wait say that again yeah so because his body was refreshed mm-hmm. though that's not what they say <laughs> like, nope. i'm like yeah it makes sense that he can hear again his body was burned to ash, and he got a body. He was re- his body was reset, or his body was refreshed. He no longer has the trauma from from before. From before, but he can also still hear minds because he's a witch. Yes, but but what Tabitha says is like, oh, maybe you just reboot your systems. I'm like, what a weird way of saying that. So he seems which like maybe this also closed the door in his brain. Maybe. Yeah, Yeah. he seems fine. He doesn't hear every thought all the time. He seemed very unsure at the beginning of the scene, but by the end, he seems pretty happy that he's back and can hear again. Well, I mean, at the very least, he remembered, like, oh, right, uh, before I died, (laughs) there was a second Jughead. Oh, I can't believe I forgot that. (laughs) I also forgot that Jughead. It's fine. Oh, I did not. You died. Remember, we thought he was having a heart attack because he saw another Jughead and he ate a bad burger. Um. Cheryl is having a little scene with Heather where she's like, it was so hard on my soul to see my family happy. So I dragged all of them out of the afterlife. (laughs) I resurrected everyone because I wanted to. I know Jason's been dead for 11 years. Yeah, and Polly's been only dead for one. Only dead for one. Polly's only been dead for one. But I dragged them back. Is Polly still pregnant? Does she have heaven babies? Is that how it works? I don't know. But hey... Cheryl, maybe you're a bad witch. <laughs> so I'm 98% sure that Sabrina thought the death would be fine with these people who were killed by Percival's plague. But Cheryl bringing back Jason oh, and yeah. Polly, that's what pissed off death. Well, of course it would. Number one, Jason has been dead since before magic existed. <laughs> <laughs> so has Polly. <laughs> Polly was right there at the edge. Right, right the there edge. at the edge. <laughs> She was, if she had just held on for a little bit longer, she could have been in magic world. But for, can you imagine they come back and just like, oh, by the way, there's magic, magic there's now. magic exists now. Jason's going to have the hardest time. Ooh, he poor he wasn't there for the time skip. He doesn't know that Cheryl's like this now. He doesn't know anything. He so, doesn't know. He, he doesn't know he has kids. <laughs> I no, mean, he does. He does. He, well, he only knows he has one kid. Well, I presume they Dagwood or Rose mentioned there's another one, but she didn't die. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're back. Cool. Cheryl, every time Cheryl gets the slightest amount of authority with magic, she instantly is terrible with it. 
which makes me think Heather is a bad manager, a bad magic manager. <laughs> bad magic manager. Somebody needs to speak to their magic manager. <laughs> so Archie and Betty are hanging out, and Archie is very cool and chill. And Betty's also very cool and chill, well, despite the fact that Archie explained to her his heaven. Here's the thing, though. Betty didn't go to the heaven. So yeah. for Betty, this is just a weird, funny joke where Archie gave their children bad names. Yeah. Because she makes fun of the name. She's like, really? You named them after us? Yeah, but like he's, he's like, that's what I want. Oh, all I wanted. And I just remember the big, like, tension in their relationship is that Betty doesn't want exactly what Archie's heaven is. And it's weird there's not even, like, a tinge, a moment where, you know, Lily Reinhardt can be like, oh, no, but I'll kiss, I'll kiss you anyways. It just... It felt off. Yeah. Instead, the only modern song in this episode plays. It's a song about tippy toes. Okay. And then uh, Tabitha. Takes because this... no, but she's Veronica has to with her friend, so it has to be Tabitha. <laughs> Tabitha takes this opportunity to check in on Veronica. And Tabitha, remember before everyone died, Veronica asked Tabitha a very specific mm-hmm. question. Hey, in the future, Betty and Archie Endgame... And Tabitha told her in the worst way. Yep. She says, yeah, and lots of features they were in game. But she's like, oh, I'm going to tell you this now because you're so sad. In an equal number of futures, you and Archie are together. And it's like, yes. And I'm sure also there's an equal number of futures where Archie's alone. And there's other ones where Veronica and Reggie are together. And then there's ones where Veronica and Betty are together. I don't know. It's the future. So I'm very torn by this. Because part of me really likes the nod to the comics, mm-hmm. um, where you know Archie because there never was a, there, there was the 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 split comics where yeah. it's like you pick one, you pick the other. But I do really hope, and there's no way they can do it because they only have one season left. Mm-hmm. I would love a future where Archie picks neither, yeah, and they both grow up to have like happy, fulfilled lives but um i will explain at the end of this episode why i don't think that's gonna happen it also like they've trying for seven years to set up the love triangle between archie betty and veronica and has it ever worked it has never they they are never competing for him in a meaningful way no they just they like him at different times yep and now veronica be and veronica liking him now is potentially the worst thing ever because it's just because Reggie shut her down so hard that he was like, hey, you should be alone. And she's like, I can't be alone. I pick Archie. (laughs) Uh, So, hey, that's the future. But Percival has captured Reggie and Kevin and Reggie's Reggie's dad, dad. who I'm sure is very confused. And now he's going to execute all three of them. Yeah, he's just going to kill all three of them, I guess. I... Don't – there's so many times where we don't get why Percival's doing anything. Nope, and this is one of those times. I don't times. get why he's doing any of this. I don't get why he's like Reggie – like, I think Reggie was right. He was testing Reggie's commitment. Well, especially because Kevin just flipped on him. Just flipped on him. But, like, him not killing Kevin to try to get him to tell – He's like, tell me what they're planning. But it's like before that, he but before he killed them, he didn't know they'd be planning anything. He just, it, it's weird. It, it, none of it makes any sense. Nope, it sure does but not. What Reggie, but we don't have to worry because Reggie has a plan, and that plan is he stole a magical he, dagger. He has a knife. We don't know what the knife does. We think it's magical. 
He's gonna. He he knows it won't get him out of there, but it is a knife. So, so he's, he can he's stab gonna, someone. He's in gonna the neck. stab Percival with it. Yeah, Reggie does not care about the magic. <laughs> no, he just got a knife. He has a knife, but he he likes that it's a magic knife. <laughs> it's true. I wanted Reggie to learn more magic. I want Reggie to be a wizard. I want Reggie to be a main character on the show. I want him to be a wizard. <laughs> I want him to learn magic to try to save his dad. Yes. Come on. They set up so many good storylines for him, and then they did nothing. Well, we have one more storyline we need to set up, because Tabitha, after visiting Veronica, needs to visit Tony and Fangs, I presume. Two human adults she's never spoken to in her entire life. Well, uh, no, no. She co-owned a business with Tony. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Aaron. (laughs) Okay, but has she ever spoken to Fangs? I presume at some point, but she's very close with Tony. They they went in together to help with the homeless oh, thing. Oh, that's right. And they were on the council of four together. Yes. Look, there's a lot of times in this episode specifically where they hype up relationships where there hasn't been many before. But Tabitha is very close with Tony. Maybe they should have shown us more of that. Rather than just leaving us to remember through incidents. I, re- <laughs> I feel like this is a you problem. Now... She visits them I to tell them, like, oh, I heard stuff from angels. And I, as soon as the angel was like, I got to tell you some things, I knew what it was. It's that Anthony is special. And not only is he special. So it's not the Percival tried to spare him. No. Anthony. Cannot be killed. He's immortal. Now, this is very different. Archie is invincible. Yeah. Anthony is immortal. How? <laughs> Why? He was but, born before the magic came to town. He was, well, they're all gaining powers, except for Tony and Fangs uh, and Reggie. Um, I'm mostly confused by, wasn't he dying from, I guess he was just a little bit sick, but he would never have died from he it. He never would have died. He just would have been very, very unwell. It does sound to me like he has the worst form of immortality, which is immortality without invincibility, mm-hmm. which means that he, he can get just so sick, but he doesn't die. He could live as just a head somehow. It feels like he probably will just age into a withered husk of a person, because presumably he will grow. Yeah, he will become that 35-year-old uh, man we oh, saw. No, oh, no. He's going to have the Renezme thing, where he oh. grows to the age that he's sexy, and then he stays there. So maybe he wasn't 35. Maybe he was, like, seven. <laughs> oh, no. This is our <laughs> seven-year-old man. <laughs> That's not the only reveal of this scene. Yeah. (laughs) Because (laughs) it's revealed. (laughs) Okay. This feels like a big reveal, but (laughs) it's weird because I don't care and I don't understand what the implication is. But apparently, Tabitha is Riverdale's guardian angel. And I don't know what the implication of that is. Is she an angel? Is she an angel? I'll tell you what it is. What? This is the implication. They know they have one more season left. Jughead and Tabitha, too much chemistry. <laughs> so they have to send Tabitha to heaven? Yep. Oh, because they're... then Jughead can get together with Betty, and Veronica can get together with Archie, and the show can end. Oh, and no. I hate it. Oh, no. They're going to ultra turbo hell for uh, Tabitha, but going in the opposite direction. I can't be with you, Jughead. I need to go to heaven. I'm the be- guardian angel of Riverdale. I cannot leave Riverdale. I must be... But I thought... But So she's the guardian angel of Riverdale. Jughead's the guardian writer of Rivervale. Yep. And so all- they are really meant to be then. And all of this sucks.
Hand. Yes, Kevin. Did you find a sub with CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic was presented with an opportunity to save some people from death and then stop the apocalypse, but logic really had to get their boyfriend back? Commit to the bit, logic. Come on, logic. Come on. I did. It's very small. I just think it's too deep of a cut. Ooh. And it's not supported by the narrative. Ooh. So when Percival is harassing Kevin about yeah. how he's so weak and yeah. he's going to be mind-controlled, Percival then is like, all right, well, you're not going to give in to me? Bye. See ya, piggy. And I'm like, that's that's too deep of a throwback to the book episode. Come on, show. <laughs> I don't believe... I mean, I know Kevin kind of told Percival. Uh, yeah, because this whole thing where he's like... I, I really, yeah, that's Lord of the Flies, right? Yeah. That's what it is, Lord of the Flies. But, like, I don't believe that Percival, <laughs> supervillain, kept that information in his head. Percival really cares about the people he taunts. Does Percival, he remembers things about them. Does he secretly love Kevin a little bit? And that's why he's so hurt by Kevin. That's why he kissed him that one time? No. No. No, I no. don't believe, no, uh, no. See, makes I, no logical sense. I will never understand why Percival kissed him that one time. I will never understand why that was a decision that was made. Uh, I don't understand why that was written and why that was directed and why that was kept in the episode. And there were so many points where they could have just not done that. And they, every time someone went, no, no, let's keep it. Keep it in. Look, show, I know you're listening. <laughs> I just want Kevin and Moose. I love Moose. He is a solid, stable man who has a troubled past. <laughs> and his beard is so hot. Stop giving Kevin reasons to leave. If you want Kevin in the show, stop giving him reasons to leave the show. Yeah, you bring Moose back to Riverdale Island. Look, either you Jimmy Kevin off to Portland, or <laughs> you give him reasons to stay in Riverdale. Um, is not Moose a teacher at the school? Yes. All right. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I did. And it's just sort of a, a, a line that's thrown out. When uh, Tabitha, Veronica, and Cheryl are ready to die, mm -hmm. Cheryl goes, I'm actually kind of excited. Because how many people can say they die and they come back? And Veronica's like, in Riverdale, a lot. I'm like, Veronica, <laughs> tell me one person who has died and come back. Who and has not, actually died. And is not faking their death or we thought they were dead. Zero. Nobody in this show, had, nobody in Riverdale, this never happened. You, this show's not magical. Your weird, quippy line makes no sense. Oh, no, Kevin. Oh, no. What? Hiram's coming back. No. It's foreshadowing. No, because the actor doesn't want to do it. He said he might appear for a thing, and if there's only one more season. <laughs> That'll be enough to bring him back. He'll do an episode. Yeah, no. No, he's dead. He's dead forever. Um. Yeah, no. It was, no. Just, it was just a dumb... It was it's just, a nothing. Yeah, it was just like, so that Veronica could quip, and, and is... It feeds into my conspiracy theory, which is that Riverdale does not want you to remember Riverdale. Riverdale wants you to remember Riverdale. No, no. Riverdale wants you to remember what Riverdale wants you to remember, which is the fake world that it that it pretends it has just. It is a show in charge of its reality, and it does not like its own reality. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is accurate. It's just. I this this term is used a lot and I think it's used wrong in many ways but I think this is the accurate use of it. The show is gaslighting us by making us believe that other things have happened that have not happened. No. This what show literally gaslights us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I do not take the term gaslighting 
lightly. Yeah, it's, it's not just lying. The show wants us to believe different things happen. It deceives us. It wants us to forget that Jughead is not the firstborn. <laughs> but could it work m- m- the, down the maternal line? No, we figured this out. Who was it that blocked it down the maternal line? Okay. No, the problem is Veronica's alive. Yes. Both Veronica and Jughead are kids who have half-siblings who have the same father. Right. So are they telling us that Charles is not FPs? No, because he is. They just forgot. Yes. That's the answer is they forgot. They forgot. They think that Charles is somehow the child of Hal and Alice. Yes. Even though Alice was actively pregnant and seduced Hal. Yeah. Yeah. The reason it doesn't work is because Jughead can't be... Jughead and Veronica had to have shared a fate. Yes. They had either both alive or both dead. Yes. Because that's how it works. Because it's... Because they're the same. Because they're the same. They both have a half-sibling from the father. Come on! It's not that hard. It's not that hard. This is the easiest thing to get right. But weirdly enough, I said this at the beginning of the episode, that weirdly enough, it still kind of works because they just reveal it's not actually that plague. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just a curse that that he did to kill the people he wanted to kill, which is insane. He just had the ability to kill anybody he wanted to kill because why didn't he just do that? Like, there's no consequence to him to just deciding you're no, dead screw now. it you guys are dead who who cares and we we make these jokes where it's because he wants to have fun but that's honestly not the case i, mean, I don't you, think you did say last episode the problem with um percival is that he can only do things in corrupt ways yeah so he can't do anything good in service of doing something bad yeah and I guess this just has to lean into that. Well, no, like he because can't, he can't do a clean godlike curse. He's got to do his weird corrupted curse. <laughs> I, he, he can only do the wrong thing, which includes doing things wrong. That's why he did all the plagues out of order. Yeah, because he can't do them right. He has to do them wrong. This is this, this is this the, is too clever by half. This There's is the, no way. This is the character equivalent of that scene that I've at least seen clips of from Sabrina where he goes disorder disorder <laughs> it's that it's yeah. where it's like he's reverse man he's the man who can only do things that are wrong which is why he can't give union rights and do a union build on his stupid ghost train which would get his train built faster <laughs> he has to do the wrong thing it's the only way it works Aaron wrap this up all right friends um how is this season possibly going to end? You got to tell us what your thoughts, how we can make this chaos into anything. Tell us that over on the social medias. We're Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, and we're on gmail.com. And we are doing this for you. So you give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast <laughs> or your podcaster of choice. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you can also uh, you can also get my stuff, uh, my stuff for all on my website, kevinwardbooks.com. And I have a book releasing in October. Ooh. You can uh, you can learn more about it from uh, my website. I have a sample chapter up on my website and on my uh, social medias. You can see uh, links if you want to apply for an advanced review copy or if you just want to see what the book is about. Uh, it's called Ink for Blood. You can find the information on my website. It's kevinwardbooks.com. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. And we will see you all next week because we didn't mention this, but Riverdale's back next week. Why? Ha!
Is death coming for Cheryl? Why is Anthony immortal? Can Betty go to heaven? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. Teen Drama Fancast? Garen, we, we, we should Charles be dead? Maybe he's not in Riverdale. Maybe he's in Rome. Well, well, him in, I understand he was dying, but then they fixed him. But like, I guess he wasn't in the White Worm is the idea. I guess so. But neither was, but then why did Jughead and, da- why Dag, okay, Jughead I get. Why Dagwood? Yeah, why did Percival want to why, kill that 11-year-old decide, boy? Why did he decide to kill Dagwood? This plot makes, I mean, it you makes know, sense. The plague that he casts doesn't make sense. No, the plot, I guess, make, Dagwood doesn't have no, to be dead. No, Dagwood didn't have to be dead. It made no sense. None it, of it makes sense. It was all no, plot reasons. The, the only reason that Dagwood is dead is because they wanted an actor to play that little boy, Fred. And they were like, we can use Dagwood. <laughs> we already have a Dagwood, I guess. But we should maybe put him in a bit more. Maybe he, or maybe he did go to the wedding. I don't know. There's no way.